Carlos the Duke was writing, his colleagues had not attempted to break the silence. General Carnot was walking gloomily and in silence up and down the room. The Duke of Vicenza, Baron Quinet, and General Grenier sat silently around the table. General Becker turned upon them. A last look of entreaty. He read in their countenances that their resolution was taken and receiving the letter from the hands of the Duke. He left them with his heart filled with grief in the antechamber and in the waiting rooms. He found an eager multitude of generals and high dignitaries of the empire anxious at not seeing the enemy already at the gates of the capital, but at hearing that the emperor was still so near them, there was but one cry. Let him sit off. Let him go. We can undertake nothing, either for his personal advantage or for the good of Paris. He left these persons to reap the effects of the disgraceful language of which they were making use. Rushed out of the Tuileries and entered one of the court carriages which had been placed at his disposal by the Duke of Echanza Calancourt. This carriage brought him as far as the Point Tenis. He crossed the Seine in the same manner as previously, and at the other side he found his own carriage waiting. Half an hour afterwards he entered the courtyard of Malmaison. Here great movement might be remarked among carriages and officers on horseback. Monsieur de Monteron, the Emperor's equerry, happening to pass at the moment, General Becker inquired the cause of the stir and was informed that the Emperor was preparing to set off to join the army. He had not doubted a moment that his offer would be accepted and had made all preparations in advance. This sight was almost as sorrowful as that which had afflicted the eyes of General Becker in the antechamber of the Tuileries. He considered that he was about to extinguish this last spark of hope and glory by a single word. He prepared Monsieur de Montseron to expect other orders and entered the Emperor's apartment. Emperor was alone in his cabinet. He was dressed in a brown coat, white small clothes, and jack boots, evidently a riding costume. Well, said Napoleon eagerly, Sire, answered General Becker, in presenting myself before your majesty with this air of affliction, which you cannot fail to remark. I consider it that I have sufficiently explained to you that I have not succeeded in my mission. Here is a note for the Duke of Bassano from the Duke of Otranto Fouché, president of the Committee of Government. It will explain to your majesty the reasons which are opposed to the execution of your project. I requested this letter in order to prove to your majesty that I have used all my efforts to induce the provisional government to accept your offer, as I do not see the Duke of Bassano here. 
I commit this letter to your hands, assuring you at the same time that the provisional government is very anxious to hear that your majesty has set off for Rochefort, for it appears that the enemy is advancing rapidly upon St. Germain and Versailles, and the least delay may endanger your personal safety. He then related to him the whole scene as it had occurred. Emperor listened in moody silence, then with his general calmness of reflection upon subjects merely personal to himself, he said, These people do not understand the state of men's minds when they refuse my offer. They will repent of having done so. And without a single muscle of his countenance betraying his emotion, he added, Give the necessary orders for my departure, and when all is ready, you will inform me. The delay was not long. An hour after General Becker returned, a calash and four had been got ready, and they only waited for the emperor 